When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, Joe here. And it's me, Kristen. And we just wanted to let you guys know something exciting is happening. Uh, Obviously, the induction ceremony is happening on October 30th in Cleveland. If you listen to our show, you know that. We've been talking about it for a while now. You probably also know that we will be in attendance. But you know what else is happening the night before the induction ceremony? Some might say even more exciting and more important than the induction. We will be recording a live episode of this very show in downtown Cleveland, very close to where the induction ceremony will be happening. Yeah, so we've found a location, a venue that is walking distance from the Rock and Mortgage Fieldhouse. It is walking distance technically from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame Museum. So that is very cool. We are going to be doing a live podcast recording Friday, October 29th at 7 p.m. at Hilarities, uh, specifically the Frolic Cabaret stage at the Hilarities Comedy Theater in downtown Cleveland. And yeah, we're really excited to be doing this. It is our first live pod recording. First live show ever? We've never done a live show. We feel like this is the time and place to do it. Induction Eve in Cleveland. Come celebrate Induction Eve with us at Hilarities on the 29th of October, 7 p.m. Yeah, you should be able to check out their calendar and find our event if you go to the Hilarities website, pickwickandfrolic.com. You go there, you click on shows, and you scroll down until you see our beautiful faces there, wow. October 29th, and you will be able to buy tickets. And you can also go to our Twitter and our Instagram. We will have the information there as well. We will probably do some sort of link in bio situation. That's at Rock Hall Pod on both platforms. Honestly, if you're just confused, you're like, I don't know where to find this link. I would like to buy tickets because I want to be in Cleveland on that night. Just email us and uh, we will send you exactly where you need to go to get those tickets. Uh, and that is rockhallpod at gmail.com. We hope to see you there. Very exciting announcement. Uh, and we will see you there. Bye. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Who Cares About the Rock Hall, a podcast about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I am your host, Joe Quazala. I know too dang much about the Rock Hall. It is my curse, but maybe around this time of year, it is also my blessing. Here's a person who might think of this show as a curse and a blessing. My co-host, the skeptic, the voice of the people, Kristen Studdard. How's it going, Kristen? Hello. It is going okay, you know, all things considered. A good answer. Yes. Uh, a very good answer. Oh, my God. Who is that who just said yes? Why? It's our, it's a guest, a return guest, one of our favorites. Up there among the top tier of appearances on our show, uh, the first person we ever talked to who was on the nominating committee, someone who has talked about Roxy Music, New York Dolls. We've pressured him on his ballot at this point twice. <laughs> So we are so excited to welcome back to the show, Roy Traken. Hey, Roy. Hey, Joe Kristen. Hello, perennial favorite. Always a pleasure to exchange views with you observers, keen observers Thank of the you. R-R-H-O-F. And uh, <laughs> things are definitely getting uh, pretty wild with the Hall of Fame, uh, some very interesting inductees over mm-hmm. the past couple of years. Mm-hmm. Seems like they're uh, making up for past transgressions on the one hand. Oh, and, yes. Uh, the worthy candidates in the present seem to be uh, on, the, on the lacking side. So I think the next few years will be about filling in the gaps, uh, as it were. I think so. I think so. Uh, but before we really jump into it, I have to ask Kristen if she remembers what bad pun theme month we're in right now do you remember oh gosh oh um october todd todd tober todd tober thank you right yep. october is better 
and I'm sticking with it. Because it's worse? Because it's worse. Because I, yeah. think, I think Todd Tober is actually too good. I think Octodber is worse. It's clumsier and yeah. that would fit our show better. Yeah, or, yeah. that's a mouthful. Uh, uh, yeah, Octodber. I don't know. I might have outdone you in worse pun this time. Well, I... I I taught you well. Oh, God. <laughs> How dare you? Um, but, yes, yeah, so I just want to establish that it is Toddtober. We will be talking all things Todd. We talked to Bill Adler last week about Todd Smith, a.k.a. LL Cool J. And I wanted to bring Roy back because I believe the second appearance on our show, Roy, you were advocating for Todd Rundgren. Well, I, you know, this is kind of an honor long overdue for for Todd but again as as we had discussed in the past you know he's one of those candidates that that has you know such an interesting resume across the board you know not just as a performer but as a producer of course and uh, always someone on the uh, the cutting edge of, of of technology it was difficult to see the route that he was going to take I mean was he going to be in uh you know, maybe one of the uh, non-performer categories, which isn't fair because he's a performer. And well, there's uh, a, would, a, the, that the category yeah. of musical excellence seems like it was created right. for someone like Todd, but a different Todd went in that category. So yeah, we did a little weird swap. Uh, LL, LL somehow firmly established that the musical excellence category is just a category for artists at the hall wants to get in but can't through traditional means yeah in other words a popular vote Mm -hmm. yeah exactly when the popular vote uh, fails they make up the categories as they go along well and i mean you called it a non-performer category you know which i'm like that is so it's like truly ridiculous to imagine LL Cool J going in as a non-performer that like seems incredibly stupid and wrong. Yeah, right. Right. But this isn't a non-performer category as much as I guess it rewards. Well, I don't know what it rewards to be on musical excellence. Yeah. yeah. I I once knew and now I no longer. The rules are always changing, man. It's 2021. Yeah. Yeah. Rules are, you know, rules are for dummies. I I, I mean, uh, Mm -hmm. votes are for dummies, you know. Votes are always corrupt. When you lose the vote, they're always corrupt. Yeah. Yeah. The the system is broken. The category actually should be executives. Someone who I'd like to tout, and maybe I'll I'll say it here for the first time, uh, Hmm. the late Russ Solomon from Tower Records. Okay. Um, Someone who I think deserves a non-performer category nod, you know, for instance. That was a breaking recommendation. You heard it here actually first. We do have an executive going in this year in a non-performing category, uh, Clarence Avant. But if we can shift gears here for a second, and I don't know that we've ever coined this term before, but uh, I would love, Roy, you're here. I'd love some Traken takes. Woo! I'll be traking care of business. <laughs> I'm right. so in for this. Yeah, exactly. Good. Let's trade care of business. Give me some trake and takes. So this class, you know, we helped guide you to vote for. Oh, who was on Roy's ballot? Do, do I, we remember? I, I already forgot to tell you the truth. I, I think I voted for Tina Turner, though. Oh, on, yeah, on that was very dramatic. That's what it was. Very it dramatic. was the dramatic say, Tina Turner. So. The dramatic Tina Turner. I know you voted for the New York Dolls. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, that I know for sure. Dolls and well, Todd and the Go Go's. Dolls and Todd, Go Go's. Tina's being inducted, correct? Oh my mm-hmm. goodness! Of course, she was a yeah. Yeah. Well, the thing, the, and, and Carol King got in this year too, mm-hmm. right? Carol, I can and tell you, you who's, who's getting in. Yeah, yeah. And you know what? By my count, four of your five got in. I'll, I'll go back with Todd. I'll, I'll give you a little firsthand knowledge on Todd. I, I, I remember and I and I went back and I and I Googled it and I found it. Patty Smith reviewed A Wizard, a True Star for Cream Magazine. Oh wow. You know, Cream Magazine really very much influenced my taste back then. I, I really enjoyed the way they kind of had that, you know, spoofing attitude about it. They didn't take themselves too seriously, you know, in distinction with like Rolling Stone, which put themselves as the arbiters of of all taste. And mm-hmm. uh 
uh, Wizard of True Star knocked me out. I, I mean, it was such a piece. I, I mean, it was kind of like his Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club band, really. Mm-hmm. I loved that record, and and then I and then I went to the Double Todd album. I think that was the one where if you wrote in. Your name could be on the uh, on on the album. They listed all the fans. Okay. You remember this for the double album? Gotta say, <laughs> I don't not. think I was yeah. alive. And uh, I, I interviewed Todd once. This is a great story. I went up to uh, to Bearsville with my then wife, and we were put up in the old Bearsville studio that Albert Grossman owned, and where Todd worked. You know, he was the the legend of Mink Hollow, as it were. And we came down to talk to Todd. And Todd was in sweatpants, okay? This was pre-COVID, so... Yeah. No well, excuse, This, this yeah. was before everybody was wearing was, sweatpants yeah, at right. all times. Before everyone was wearing sweatpants, exactly. And he came down, and, and he was going commando, okay? I see. And I my see wife and I looked at him, and Todd had a banana. Oh, goodness. It was a banana, my friend. He's, it was, yeah, he's pr- pranking it, you? It left little to the imagination it was Im- impressive wait ho- hold on hold on uh, no no i, I think he's I thought, saying... okay i thought you were saying like nope. metaphorically I-, I thought he was like joking that around would have been amazing if he had pulled an actual I thought that was the old spinal tap trick, you know, with the yes cucumber. we have no okay. bananas but <laughs> no no todd todd rundgren is got a, a a rock and roll hall of fame penis that's all i'll say <laughs> i i and, and, uh, and that's a that's a trake and take there okay? you go that, that's a take that's what we were looking for that, that's taking we care of for. business right there. i was taking care of his business not that i was looking at that or anything it was hard to it, uh, it, it was hard to miss it was hard to, thank you Kristen. i i appreciate that it was hard to miss i i mean i'm a big todd fan and I thought Todd belonged in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, but you know his his credentials are so between production and and technology and music video and and Utopia, which was never one of my favorites. But um, he cemented it with his COVID tour that he did. I, I think it was earlier this year, mm-hmm. and um, he took out a whole floor of a Chicago hotel, brought his band there, stayed there for like two three weeks and did a series of shows at a soundstage that he streamed. He began streaming them to specific cities and then right. stopped that and just let everyone kick in. Uh-huh. But it was truly an amazing performance. Um, he was doing the Nearly Human record was, was mostly what he was covering. That was It was called the, uh, the Nearly Human Tour kind of an underrated record which i i wasn't all that familiar with although there were a couple of hits on it but it just convinced me and, and it just goes to show you if if you continue to just stay out there and, and keep moving forward keep trying new things mm-hmm. people will eventually see the depth of what you've done and your catalog you know you could call him like a rock and roll zealot because you know he's he's been at uh, you know i mean he produced the Grand Funk Railroad album. And yeah, yeah Ecstasy in, uh, and New York Dolls and Badfinger. Yeah. He's all over the place. Hall and Oates. I, I mean, uh, you know, they're... Um, Kanye, did you see that? Oh, yeah, that was a wild one. We haven't... Have we talked about that on the no. show at all? No, Did Kanye sample him or, or what? No. Oh, Roy's like got all the info, but we've got info for you. <laughs> This was on the new record, the one that he recorded in the Moved stadium. Into a you know, stadium Donda. to finish. Uh, right, that's the one. Donda, that's yeah. The name. Oh, Donda, uh, yeah, yeah. Of yeah, course. he, I guess, kind of wanted vocals from Todd, or he wanted, it's unclear, but I guess Todd was very unimpressed with what was going on with the whole situation. And he's not sure if he's in there. You know, he attempted to contribute, but. You know, the final album, I have not listened to it. Kristen, Roy, you guys listen to any of it? Uh-uh. I'm not interested in Kanye anymore. He has, uh, he has I follow, fun. I followed along. I did. I go on to Genius Lyrics, and I listen to the Kanye on my phone, and I follow along because uh, it's like a Shakespearean text. I mean, Ooh, Kanye. He would love I, to hear you say that. Uh, well, he really, uh, you know, he's very, he doesn't hold anything back, that dude. He'll be a Rock and Roll Hall of Fame inductee. Yeah, for sure. oh, without a doubt. I mean, he's a legend. He was already a legend before he really took a deep dive off the end. Yeah. 
of the is Jay-Z, Jay-Z's in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. He's getting in he? this year. You voted for him this year and he got in. That's right. This year. Yes. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, so he, I mean, he deserves, he deserves in terms of Todd and Kanye, mm-hmm. just I'll, I'll pull some quotes here. He said, I'm one of the few artists not on Kanye's album, but Kanye did try to get, I guess, Todd involved. They kept sending things back and forth to each other. I feel like he kept asking for more and he wasn't sure what he was even involved in. And and one of the quotes is that he has three albums worth of Kanye stems on his computer, but he kept getting called to add vocals and it got to a point where he was like, you know, that's, that's enough. I don't know what you're doing and what's going on. And (laughs) who knows? Who knows what Kanye is well, doing? Well, and he also he also said that it was all about Drake. He said Kanye got in his own way because he became so obsessed with Drake and when Drake's album was going to drop and having a bigger release than him. And it led to him once again releasing a half-finished product that wasn't ready. And he, w- and he basically just said what we were all thinking about the megalomania. It is interesting to compare those two records because... Uh, they're both, or whatever they are, you know, they're mixtapes. Yeah, what are we calling them now? Streams. Yeah, whatever they are, they're each like an hour and a half long. And you got to be a real fan to kind of parse these, these albums. I, I, I mean, uh, Drake seems to have kind of, every song seems to have the same sound. It, I am. I tried a, listening to the new Drake album and I couldn't get through it. And I was like, oh, I'm old now. Because like literally these all sound the same to me. I miss a hook. I miss samples. Yeah. Uh-huh. I am so sick of just a drum machine and your stupid lyrics. And wow, yeah. I didn't realize I felt so bad. I tried. I could not get into his new album at all. Did you try listening to Kanye? Uh-uh. No, I'm over. Uh, Kanye doesn't even You're get over. my streams anymore. <laughs> no streams. No streams. No, no streams no from streams me. from Kristen. Uh, okay. well, another fun Todd pull quote about Kanye is, as a musician, he's a shoe designer. No. All right. Ooh, Todd's, yeah. got Todd's got a, bars, got apparently. He's, he's I had started. no idea. Yeah. I'll take a pair of Yeezys to, uh, to record on this. <laughs> I yeah. mean, it does seem like he's making more money as a fashion designer than he is as a musician. I mean, likely. I mean, who, who makes money as a musician? Although who, it was brilliant to do listening Yeah, I mean, that's how Rihanna party. became a, a, yeah, bil- a, billionaire. a billionaire. Yes. Through... Yeah her fashion line yikes uh i'll tell you though joe i think this was the last year that todd had a shot at at getting elected to to be honest with you interesting i i think this was kind of his last hurrah i I think moving forward we're going to see a lot less rock and roll bands in the rock and roll hall of fame um Mm -hmm. because we're getting past the era i mean you know Coldplay, sure yeah they're they're gonna get in and um there's definitely going to be fewer newly eligible rock acts and bands that are going to get in right away but we still i'd say we have a considerable backlog especially from bands from the 80s and 90s the 80s and 90s the 80s 90s and today like through and through (laughs) rock bands yeah. That they're going to make their way in there. Like if you think about the '90s and what about the '60s leftovers? The um... could happen. I think there's very few that will be considered Herman's Hermits. I don't think Herman's that's Hermits not, is happening. That's not I'd causing say, the buzz on the ballot these days. Uh, <laughs> the '60s. We've swept out the long shots. It's like the Guess Who. Maybe they could sneak in. Uh, Tommy James and the Shondells, maybe, but like I'm not holding my breath. I doubt it. Tommy James and the Shondells. Dave, Dave Clark Five is in, right? Dave Clark Five's in, yeah. There's still, you know, will, will, will there be a day for Foreigner and like Bad Company? I think they're, if they get on the ballot, they'd get in for sure. Yes, those, those bands, the path is clear for them. The, pl- the path Journey's is clear because in, there right? are literally, yes, Journey is in. Yeah. But I think that the path is clear for those bands because there are no other bands of that era to stand in their way. Yeah, absolutely. Like, you know? Yeah, they're, they're like, next up. They're next up. Sure. Yeah, they don't have to compete with like the Clash or mm-hmm. Zeppelin. You know, the, the, now the cards are stacked way better in their favor. Should they make it to the ballot? I'm still not convinced that the nominating committee would go for hugely populist, critically kind of derided bands or critically ignored bands. You know, I have to li- listen. Now, I have to come clean about something, which is that Ooh. last time you were here, Roy, we took your vote away from Devo, which I didn't love, 
that we had to do that. I wanted it to go to, and I think I likened it as a vote for Ralph Nader, and I wanted it to go <laughs> to Dion Warwick. But it ended up last second going to Tina Turner, which we didn't really articulate this at the time. But while Devo may be a vote that's similar to Ralph Nader, voting for Tina Turner is like voting for Joe Biden in California, like a drop in exactly. the bucket. Like it's already taken care of. You don't really need to. That That's true. Uh, I mean, but Devo what I want to say. Devo were Roy? just here in L.A. They were Roy? playing at the, uh, the YouTube theater. Roy, do you think I wasn't there? Because I was. And that's why I'm bringing this up. Because I went to the YouTube theater, a place that I had no idea existed. What even is uh, the it, YouTube theater? It's down it's, it's at SoFi. By the uh, SoFi, yeah. In Inglewood. In Inglewood, kind of like part of the complex. And it, it is like a 6,000-seat theater. Yeah, it's their 6,000-seater. It's their like it's, forum at the Garden. It's tight. And I was able to get very good seats for like $27.00. Whoa. Very reasonable. And wow. I was like, nice. I, I, I felt close. I also, I just felt like maybe there wasn't a bad seat in the house. And aren't they a great it, rock and roll band? They, Devo, that's one of the best concerts I've ever been to in my whole life. And, and <laughs> Why? Listen, they I, kick. They kick. I came in already a pretty huge Devo fan. And I left being like, God damn, that was so good. And I think maybe some of it had to do with the acoustics in the space itself, but I think maybe like the way they do their sound, and just, they just sound so good, so kick-ass. Yeah. Obviously, they're older, but like you wouldn't tell just from listening to them. I mean, like Mark is like puttering around; he's like an old. They're all old men, but Did it's he do just Bougie like they Boy? put on monkey masks. The Boy? They ended with Bougie Boy, oh. which I think was a wild choice. But they did. I didn't even know they and, were in town. I really would have loved to seen them. I just say people dismiss them as a novelty band, mm-hmm. uh, but live, they always kicked ass. They were, so they were good. always incredible. So great. And the type of music that they do is such like pump up, like call and response. Are we not men? We are diva. Yes. Are we not men? We are diva. That's are the best. We are and, and you're just screaming like, yeah, 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 yeah. The energy of that is unlike anything else that I've ever Did you get an uncontrollable urge? I, I mean, I had Half a gut feeling. songs are about masturbation, I believe. <laughs> don't you? <laughs> you know, I never interpret it that way. Yeah, that's what the uncontrollable urge is. So I just had to come clean. And, you know, I came into the bat last year knowing that they didn't really have much of a shot, but that I love them with my heart. And maybe perhaps going forward, I'll be a stronger advocate for them on the ballot. Yeah, I'm curious about how them not being able to tour during when they were on the ballot this last year might have even affected that. I just, you know. And, And this tour currently is like four cities it's not a big tour. It's like Chicago, L.A., New York, Vegas. Hey, were they wearing masks? They weren't wearing traditional masks. Um, <laughs> but, you know, they like bougie boys, a mask. You know, it's an infant boy <laughs> helmet head that he puts on, and he has a modulatedly high voice. Um, they devolve into monkeys during Jocko which is very funny. Joe, a question to you. Yeah. Yeah. Journey, journey touring with, you know, the, the, the Filipino lead singer and stuff. Arnel um, Pineda. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Obviously it, it doesn't even matter. It just helps that you're out there, right. That you're staying in front of people. And uh, I mean, don't stop believing becomes like a kind of, you know, an anthem. Sure. Um, you know, it's, I think that's, that can help, but at the same rate, you see the next year, like, Dire Straits get in. So, you know, they hadn't been around since, like, 1990 or whatever, and they didn't show up. So, And there's a lot of posthumous inductions, too. But sure, I guess if you're a touring band and you're out there, you can still play. That's good for you. But uh, it doesn't mean everything. Yeah, I, I mean, I saw it happen with Daryl Horrell and John Oates. I, I mean, six, seven years ago, they were playing clubs. My, my friend uh, Jonathan Wilson started to manage them. And, and you know, and all of a sudden they're doing... You know they're doing basketball and hockey arenas and ha- and they're selling at out the, the bowl. Hollywood bowl and, and at the bowl, yeah. And uh, mm-hmm. they were a group that I think was was poo pooed a lot uh, in in terms of being uh, inducted. And it took Questlove coming in and, and uh, well, supporting 
your Ouch. advocacy, Roy, right? Well, they had my, I, I mean, they, they had my endorsement for sure, but it took Questlove coming in and backing his Philly homeboys for it to really happen. Okay. All right. Uh, you know, I brought it up at several of the um, committee meetings and uh, didn't meet with universal acclaim, but uh, I, I'm curious, so why this year for, for Todd? Was it just the kind I of- I think I have an answer, but I, I think, just- Can I say what I think yeah, the answer no, please, is? And I think yeah. I might have Joe's answer, maybe. Yeah. Is it is it about the lane clearing for him? Kind of, yeah. Okay. I think so. That's uh-huh. what I think. I just think that there were not many traditionally classic rock acts that you think uh-huh. of on the ballot this year. It yep. was stacked right. heavily in other directions, which we have not seen before. Usually cool. Todd is up, which was incredible and made me very happy about this ballot. But like, I think in years past, we've seen when he was on the ballot, he was up against other artists that were in the same lane as him. And he wasn't as... Mm, as much of a shoe-in as... as I I see. So it depends on the segment of the audience that, I mean, it almost is like a political ballot where you Mm -hmm. have certain uh, uh, constituencies going one way. Mm -hmm. And he just had a kind of a clear path. Yeah, it is. Um, And Kristen, that's absolutely correct in what I've said before, which is he was the only traditional classic rock act on the ballot. And if that's going to happen, I mean, like, there maybe never before has just been one on the ballot. But if that happens, then, yeah, you're Mm -hmm. wise to bet your butt money on that act. Whereas you take a look at last year, and he's not only going up against Doobie Brothers, but also Mm -hmm. T-Rex and Thin Lizzy and other artists that are in a similar lane and that they can be played on classic rock radio. Or, like, you look at the year before – and it's other, you know, classic rock, whether it's uh, the Def Leppard or, yeah. or the, whether it's the Zombies or Def Leppard or Roxy Music or Stevie Nicks. But this year, he got to fulfill that lane by himself. And that's what absolutely right. helped. How did, how did you guys feel about the Foo Fighters? Deserving? I mean, it was a foregone conclusion. It's fine. Yeah, we've gone on record about this. It's not that they don't deserve to be in. It's just that first year eligible, first ballot. It just seems like you're saying that they are as good as Nirvana and better than Radiohead, Mm -hmm. which doesn't which doesn't seem correct. That that is a category. What Joe? Who has been on the longest before they actually got in? Do you know? Well, there's that. There's longest versus ballots right so the stooges and black sabbath were both eight ballots leonard skinner was like seven uh gene pitney was around there like seven or eight or something and that was you know he got early and then eventually was inducted in 2002 i think solomon burke might be nine and that's crazy and again that's another one who was like got in nominations very early on and eventually made it um, you think the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame will ever release the um, popular vote? No, absolutely not. I will guarantee that's never happening. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, I'd, lo- I'd love to see some transparency there. Yeah. Oh, I mean, no. Mm-hmm. The Rock Hall, you kidding? No, absolutely not. Mm-mm-mm. That's why would they? They don't have to, and they won't. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. I'm sure they won't. Well, what what we're gonna do now is let's take a look back all the way to November of 2018 november 6th when uh roy you made your second appearance on this podcast talking about advocating for todd rundgren and uh i remastered this episode so you know it sounds a little bit better you know i edited it for length and to stay on topic Look at you. And, look at you. all right so we're going to take a little break and then we come back it's going to be like you're stepping out of uh time machine because you're going to be all the way back to 2018 and at the time todd was being nominated for the first time his first of three so uh don't go anywhere and we will be right back from the past All right, so let's let's go through the joy. let's go through the categories. Let's talk then. about Todd. So the the also first an artist that I'm interested to know more about mm-hmm. because you like I always like and... what I've heard, and now knowing uh, his production, I'm, I'm he raised Liv Tyler. 
Oh, what? Liv thought Todd was her father until That's right. you when she was a teenager joking. and found out that it was Steven's. Well, because so Bebe she... Buell is her mother, right? Uh, right. Yeah. Yeah. Bebe Buell was involved with Todd. I don't know if they were married, but they were involved for mm-hmm. Wait quite a, minute. a long time. So, so for a period Liv of Tyler's Liv Tyler's name life, used to be Liv. Either it was Buell her mother's or name or it was Rundgren. I don't know that it was. Yeah, but it she was... took Tyler because she's like, "This sounds awesome, and yeah. if I want to have a career, it's mm-hmm. probably like better to associate myself with the most famous person." But what a life to be. Todd Rundgren's my dad, and then you're, you know, and you're 15, like, 16, and you're like, oh, it's <laughs> it's a cooler rock star. Yeah, that's, like, wild. I mean... Yeah, anyway, that's not one of the categories. That's uh, not one of the categories. About your daughter. It's not, yeah. it's not about... Did you yeah. raise Familial someone? ties. Uh, I, can I just what has really your kin quick say, though, how... I'm sure this has been said, and this is not a new thought, but how could anyone look at Liv Tyler and not think that she was Steven Tyler's daughter? Mm-hmm. Her face, her lips, the whole thing. She, I, I mean, don't know the story. That she didn't know till she was sixteen. That, it was. Some, uh, it was I, I mean, I know Todd raised years. her, but I, I thought that she knew all along that. I mean, I thought Steve Tyler was in her life at, at, at a certain. From point, what I but. remember, and this is in my head from some VH1 show I saw when I was probably <laughs> seventeen. Behind the music, yeah, yeah. or even like a sub tier of that. I, as I recall, it was that she did not know for a period of time, and then found out. But anyway, huh. let's talk about. The first category for Todd Rundgren, critical acclaim. I feel like Todd has had a pretty solid acclaim from the critics. I mean, you are literally a critic. You are a, yeah. a journalist. You could be no, the authority on this. I think he's been this. a critical favorite. I, yeah. I mean, uh, throughout most of his life, you know, not everyone loved Utopia, but I, I mean, I think that there was respect for uh, what Todd did. You know, he's he's not in the category of, of you know, of, of a deaf leopard in terms of... Uh, you know, he's not a populist guy. I mean, yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, he survived a lot on, on, on critical yeah. goodwill. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So, I, I mean, yeah. so, solid points in that category. No question. Has he had, ever been on the cover of Rolling Stone? That kind of thing? I don't Do they I like his stuff? So. Do they no. put him on any list? Hit, I mean, the, the only thing that, the only list that I would say Todd or his work consistently makes, and this, is, this ties into the next category, is classic albums and something, anything, kind of his masterpiece shows up on a lot of greatest lists, whether it's greatest of the 70s, if it's on the 500 mm. greatest albums list from Rolling Stone. Well, I'd say Wizard of True Star and, and Something Anything. I mean, both of those are... Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, but, you know, he goes back to the uh, to, to Philly with, uh, you know, the garage Naz. rock band Naz. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I mean, he's got... You know, his roots are, are really deep. You know, I, I mean, you could really make a good case for, for Rundgren. Like I said, like 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 the Zelig. You know, he, he shows he up and in, in important point. moments, you know, mm-hmm. and... <laughs> and, uh, and and he's not necessarily the one that you notice, but right. uh, he's the he's, he's the throw the throw line or the Forrest Gump. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like Forrest Gump. Rock and roll. Yeah, right, right. he's in every. Well, Forrest Gump was zealot. Yeah. yeah, of course, of course. Yeah, so I would say you know something anything is and, and like you said, a Wizard of True Star, which those were back to back seventy two seventy three. That was kind of his his peak uh, artistically, and those are the albums that people reference when they talk about like what are the definitive. Rundgren albums, especially Something Anything. And then let's talk about his iconic songs slash his recognizable songs. What are the songs that people know when you hear the name Rundgren? Uh, aforementioned, I think probably the most famous would have to be... And we'll I just love all of the instruments on this song. I love that it leads with piano, which is my favorite instrument. <laughs> I love this song. I think it... From Something Anything, this and is Hello, It's, it's tells Me. And it tells a story. <laughs> now, speaking of Naz, <laughs> like... uh, this song was a Naz song. Hello, It's Me was a song that he released with his band, Naz, in the Did 60s. Did they spell it N-A-S? N-A-Z-Z. Okay, good. It was not Naz. That would be difficult. <laughs> not be... Naz. Yeah. Naz. Naz. Okay. Naz. Naz is N-A-S, yeah. yeah. Um, Naz. Naz. The, uh, yeah, so this, and then he re- he ended up re-releasing it, thinking, it, you know, it deserves another shot, so then it was, he re-recorded it and put it on something in it. And, and what about the stadium classic, Bang the Drum? I so mean, that's, well, yeah, that's, I, I think that's I just probably, one victory. Another one that's I a can't great believe one. that Bang the so Drum. So let's, put, we'll put, is let's put on. That is something I did not know. I found that out during the. Well, you the... would never know Todd, I mean, because he has so many different guises and so. And then you listen to Utopia, and that's a whole other thing. I mean, um, you know, I always appreciate him as a, you know, a succinct, a good pop songwriter, mm-hmm. you know, uh, from the days kid. of Naz. But. Um, you know, Utopia was a whole other left field turn that um, a lot of, you know, he just came back and did a, a Utopia reunion tour where he played the Utopia songs. And 
Um, you know, people love that. People love that period. Mm-hmm. Bang uh, on the drum, when I was a kid, I used to think was a Talking Heads song. Oh, interesting. Because it's got that weird It's got jerky. the weird jerky thing, and the vocals are kind of burnsy, and the mm-hmm. um, kind of the organ in it. I mean, it just feels, it feels like the song um, uh, Stay Up, like Sister, Sister, He's Just a Baby. Mm-hmm. Like, it sounds like Stay Up Late. Bang the drum all day is like a song that winds up on commercials. Yeah, you know it's like yeah. for, I mean we've mentioned Carnival Cruise before. It feels and like stadium and then you know and the stadium timeouts. Yeah, know? for sure. Oh yeah, yeah. This yeah, is like yeah. a this is a hockey like Blitzkrieg game. Bop or one yeah. of those Seven Nation Army or like one Seven, of those yeah. songs yeah. that just, just kind of it's got a that driving college beat. marching bands play. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that everybody can kind of bop around to, and then the kiss cam gets you. Exactly. <laughs> you know, like. uh, I would. So those are probably the the top two. You know, one being. A much more like what was bang on the drum on what um album it's called the ever popular tortured artist effect which was kind of excuse me (laughs) he had been around for a bit at that point it was an 80s song yeah it definitely was an 80s song (laughs) yeah uh and but off of something anything i think it's that is a name of an album i mean that is a name of an album the ever popular tortured artist slash anything i mean something anything that is a great album name the ever popular tortured artist effect is a very very bad name for an album. It kind of reminds me of Supposed Infatuation Junkie. Oh my gosh, who Alanis. was that? Alanis, yes. That was her follow-up follow album, up, yeah. yeah. And then what was the third album? The third album was just Todd, right? Playing so, Todd, T-O-D-D. Uh, yeah, it's so the first one is Runt, and then Something Anything, and then A Wizard of True Star, and then Todd. A the Ballad of Todd Rundgren. Ooh. What was that, Runt, The Ballad of Todd Rundgren? That would have, uh, is that a song? No, that was an album. Oh, yeah, that's right. Sorry, there's something in 71 called Runt, the Ballad of Todd Rundgren. It's unclear to me what the uh, distinction is between those two. Wait, A Wizard, A True Star? That's the name of one of his albums? That's what we we brought that up That's an awesome name for it. I didn't... Listen listen to that album. It was coming out so quickly like A Wizard, A True Star, but now I hear it truly, and I can appreciate the glory that... Have you listened to that? This, one? oh yeah, yeah, I know this song. I saw so, the light. This is a great yeah, song. Yeah, this is what kicks off something anything. This is this I think song a, is a very very best. good. I, have, I don't. I've I never listened to it. Yeah, that's wizard, another true star. Um, I mean, it's got a, this is this kind of production. This kind of song. This is very Carol King to me. It's like it mm-hmm. it 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 just it is exactly what I like to hear from this genre of music. This is what I'm looking mm-hmm. for. Well, it's sort of the bridge between the Brill Building and then, you know, and, and what became rock. So, uh, mm-hmm. you know, his roots are definitely, uh, you know, Philly soul and then, uh, you know, and then rock. and, uh, and The Brill Building where all the songwriters live. Yeah. Yes. Okay. I do. I know that. Right. From, I know that. <laughs> from King. I know it from. Carol and King. I know that from Beautiful, the Carol King musical. Sure. There you go. <laughs> there you go. The, uh, and I think another another great track that was not a hit at the time from Something Anything, but I think is a, a pretty influential song in terms of power pop, is a song called Couldn't I Just Tell You. Putting in both earbuds for this one. Which, yeah, I didn't trim this one, but a lot of these songs from Something Anything have like a no. little, little bit of bullshit. Yeah, kind of. Really, he'll just be like, right. He messed around in the studio. I yeah. He's a notorious that. noodler. Uh, but yeah, this is Couldn't I Just Tell You, which I think is a great kind of early power pop. Uh, yeah, it's got, oh, a nice, I mean, it's nice. Mm-hmm. This is nice. It, it, it's a nice, it's it a nice really is nice. Mood. Yeah, that's a mood. Uh, oh yeah, I would definitely, power pop is certainly the, mm-hmm. the descriptor. Yeah. Uh, and it, I, I really think the Something Anything album has a lot of really great tracks on it. But if we're talking about like what the average person might know, I would throw that on there. Uh, and then from the aforementioned Todd, there's... No, I just want to get the chorus. We have uh, A Dream Goes On Forever, which... Uh, great song. And one that pops up It's got up like a Stevie Wonder opening so far. That kind of... I'm feeling that kind of... Yeah, that kind of like grungy organ this one has a lot of great production on it as well uh then i would throw on uh i also i also like his voice i enjoy his songwriting too like i I like rungren hey he's someone who i could definitely get into uh we we hopped over runt i think the big track from runt was we gotta get you a woman that's another one that like you know you'll you'll hear on the radio say what (laughs) 
Yeah, we got to get you a woman, and then at the very end, he's like, hey, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe one for me too, and then we'll get me one too. <laughs> it's a real twist at the end. Oh boy! You think he's already set up? It's a, it's a real Shyamalan. Okay. okay. It's got some hand claps in it. That's nice. His, I mean, I it, one. He's obviously such a producer. Like and you can feel it in his uh, in his solo work, and then the, I guess the uh, uh, the other one that I would point out uh, as being significant is a song called "Can We Still Be Friends," which is off of an album called "Hermit of Mink Hollow." Can we still be friends? Is it that? <laughs> not quite. Although well, that's war. War has, <laughs> war has not been I'm, on the ballot for, for a bit. I'm J kidding. I'm J kidding, guys. Mm, that's not going to catch on. Yes, it is. Okay. All right. So th- those are. I'm just King. No, oh, J kidding. That's way better. <laughs> yep. You got a catchphrase? I just got one. You got one? I I'm guess J-Kidding. so. So I mean, th- that's just scratching the surface a little bit. Is that bit. a good DJ name? Like a radio DJ? It's me, J kidding. I want, to, I want it to be on the record that I do not support this. <laughs> and if you if you end up choosing this, it was not on me. I'm early Jay on. Kidding. I I tried to stop yeah. it. I did my best to course What's correct up, history. Fools? I'm J kidding. I want it to be that's very clear. Good, this I is joke was all trying to there. put the kibosh you on. You know this. what, fans, fam. <laughs> Let us know. I think at this point, Roy, like, I just you, ignore this and is move on. L, yeah, this now, is LMAO. Are you, yeah, right. you Jay kidding? <laughs> oh, no. All right, so commercial success. And like we talked about before, he's like a critical darling. He is not exactly, although he, I think, is consistent. You know, not he's not selling zero albums, but it's not like he's going platinum. Something, he had a couple anything, of best-selling records. Something I mean, Anything went uh, gold. Yeah. Had a couple of hits, but they're usually, it, it's pretty quirky for him, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, Hello, It's Me is, uh, you know, the definition of kind of a left field type of hit. But mm-hmm. Yeah, um, who saw that coming? Yeah, You go through it, though, and, um, you know, he's he's had some he's had some peaks. Yeah. No, no question. N- nothing, you know, platinum or, you yeah. know. He, I, I don't know if when you consider his candidacy, you take into account his producing credits. I don't know if everyone's going to do that. I mean, everyone has their own, you know, mm-hmm. way of of judging the ballot. They don't um, all get Joe's envelope full of five categories. <laughs> yeah, you know, you, technically, well, you I mean, were... he's right. They do have to, you know, they do have to touch those bases. Mm-hmm. And, and I think when it comes to his production career, technically, you are not supposed to. I mean, this is supposed to be about his career as a solo artist, but. Well, you can decide well, whatever I mean, you want that's as a voter. Be very sure. Interesting with the old Stevie Nixie. Mm-hmm. Right, because people will be thinking of Fleetwood Mac. Yeah, but you know, Laura Nero, who we mentioned before, is in the hall, and you, you might consider her someone who is more influential as a songwriter than necessarily a recording artist. That's true. But she was inducted as an artist, and I, and I do think people Carole were thinking... Carol King is in Songwriter's No Man's Land over there. <laughs> <laughs> Just trying to get her moved over. Yeah. All right, let's, of... let's talk about longevity. The Naz was the 60s. His solo career started, and then all throughout the 70s, and Bang on the Drum was in the 80s. You know, that's probably where it starts to fall off for Rundgren's relevance in the general yeah. view. Is he is he still around doing it? He Constantly. did the Utopia tour, yeah, you yeah. said, yeah? No, he's still active. I mean, um, he was, for a time, the lead singer of The Cars. He what? was, The New Cars, yeah. They were called The New Cars. Whoa, That, that the was new The cars. cars The Cars without Rick O'Casey. Yeah, yeah. so wow. he, he, and he still tours, and he shows up, and I believe he's still... Were yeah. The New Cars playing Cars songs, yeah. sung by yeah. Rundgren? Yes. That sounds interesting. I mean, he's a better singer than O'Casey. Yeah, okay. I, but... Uh, yeah, that was for for a period of time. He's still going. He's... Can I? I don't know what he looks like right now, but I imagine it's riffraff from uh, <laughs> from Spring from, Breakers. No, from um, Rocky Horror Picture Show. The Butler. <laughs> I, for a the second, spooky... I was like, "Why do you think he looks like that James Franco character <laughs> no! from Spring oh gosh, Breakers?" No, riffraff, the rapper, the white yeah. rapper with <laughs> That's the. What I thought you meant with the cornrows, <laughs> with the cornrows and the gold no. teeth. And I was like, he does not look like no, that at all. I lost the Todd looks pretty he... much the same as he did. I mean. Yeah. Yeah, only, so kind only a little of older. like the butler from the. But Rocky he keeps Horror the hair going because he has always kind of covered his face. You know, long hair and like you know big, big sunglasses, old, like uh, what's his face, Alton John type sunglasses. Yeah, I mean his hair has always been okay. He's always colored so he's the hair. Got also, a bit, he's got a kind colors. of a Rick Ocasek face a little bit, which is one of the rudest things you could say. <laughs> uh, People thought Todd was was cute back in the day. I mean, they well, really they were only talking him. about yeah. it. Well, how big. Take a look at this. 
if you take a look, Kristen, here's here's young Todd. No, I didn't find Cutie. him. I, he was a he was just I just remember him being like a strange looking guy. Yeah, I mean, also look at this picture. Like, not flattering, but. Luckily, we don't have to consider that. Let's talk about Todd's influence and innovation. I talked about the kind of power pop, you know, that kind of came after him. And I think you can draw a line back to that. I think a lot of his production techniques, I know we're not supposed to necessarily consider his production techniques, but I think a lot of what he did was was influential. Uh, Well, Utopia was very futuristic. I mean... Mm -hmm. uh, Did we talk about Utopia? Did you play any songs from Utopia? No. um, What's Utopia's deal? So Utopia, I mean, do you... Progressive, prog rock. A lot of keyboards, a lot of noodling, you know, that kind of thing. Not as much songcraft, which is why I, I wasn't as big a fan of Utopia as some other people were. But uh, I think Utopia's aged rather well, actually. You What's know? the average length of a song on Utopia? Are we talking so six to eight let's minutes? Let's be clear, yeah, Utopia kind of, yeah. is a separate band. Oh, so if if we are to be technical about Rundgren in the in his candidacy, Utopia is not part of it. But again, when you think about the man, you consider everything that that he's Wait, doing. Well, it's not Utopia that's being inducted, right? Yeah. Exactly. But it but it is Todd, and there there haven't been very many cases like him uh, over the years. And you're right; most of them have been handled in the kind of the sort of the producer section or mm-hmm. the or the songwriter or or like you said with with Nile last year what was that a special or, yeah, merit award it was or something? musical excellence musical there's excellence there's only been a few i mean that's where ringo goes you know, i, I mean i think to... todd i i think that this trip on the on the uh, on the ballot may be a, a through path to to that kind of honor for mm-hmm. Todd. Interesting. It would make more it would make more sense. Uh so let's go ahead let's get to our verdict. Oh, uh, yeah. we have one more category. Does my mom know who Todd Rundgren is? And the answer is yes. Yes. Mine I think too. That, that's, that's Your just, mom's pretty hip. I mean uh, my mom also was around in the seventies. Oh, oh, so she, yeah. so she was, was a contemporary of hers. Yeah my dad has a I, I was looking through his record collection in the basement of her childhood home and something anything was in there. I found it. Yeah uh, my mom definitely that was in a lot of record collections. I bet I mean it's Todd awesome. back then was uh yeah, Todd was. It's hard to believe right now, but I mean, he was the at one point the, the go-to producer guy mm-hmm. that you'd go oh, yeah. for your projects. You right. know, like like Rick Rubin is, or uh, you know, or, or Doctor Luke was. Mm-hmm. I mean, Todd was the guy. That guy. Yeah. And uh, and all sorts of different music, as you, as yeah. you saw. I right. mean, it's everything like really from incredible. the bombast of, of Meatloaf to. Uh, the bombast of Grand Funk, but <laughs> or you like know, or, or the soul like of whole early that, bad, bad finger finger. album, and yeah, he did that one album of all Beatles songs that that he covered the complete Beatles songs. What was it called? Cover. That, I think it was called Cover. Familiar, yeah. All right. Well, let's let's go through the verdict. Will he get in? Should he get in? When and will it be this year? And we'll start with Kristen. I think he will. I think he should. I don't know if it's going to be this year. I mean, it might be. Honestly, it really might be, especially considering that he's number three on the fan ballot and mm-hmm. considering what the voting body it is, is and people, they want what they're familiar with. And I just have a feeling it, that, that he's going to be more familiar than other things for a lot of the people who are voting. So I do think he could get in this year, but I, do, I think he will get in within the next five years if he is nommed again. Okay. Roy, what do you think? Should he, will he? Wow. Well, yeah, I know. I've come a long way with my opinions. You I have. Really, Look at yeah. you. Well-formed opinions <laughs> yeah, and really... uh, backed by facts, too. Wow. <laughs> it's terrifying. Jake kidding you're something else. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I got to say. It is catching on. <laughs> it's catching on in this room, two-thirds majority. Hit him with the hind. Yes. Okay. Um, you know, I, I this is a tough year. It's, mm-hmm. it's stacked with, uh, I, I mean, what are there, 13? Have there ever 15. been this many? This is actually this is a smaller number than it's been in the past. This few. is smaller. Well, I mean, the fifteen this year, last few years it's been nineteen. But it's Whoa, yeah, that's a really. Lot. Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't. I didn't realize. 19. I thought it was really large this year. You know, I, I think this is a tough year. I, I don't see Todd getting in this year. Deserving? Yes, absolutely. I mean, and, and that's sort of very biased point of view because uh, I mean, I, I I grew up with Todd and and really uh, he has a well, special you place. You helped Holland Oates get in, so you kind of owe him. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, true. I, I mean, Todd deserves this. You know, there's no question about it. I, I, I think Joe, as I said before, I think. You know, it may be moving him into a kind of a a musical excellence sort of category. Mm -hmm. Uh, Maybe this is the visibility he needs for that, because uh, 
I, I think as a performer, quite honestly, I don't know if he makes it as a performer. Mm-hmm. I mean, for me, yes, but in, in the objective you know, sense of it, I, I don't know if he does. But certainly in, in his influence and, and his effect and, and, the, and the, uh, the range of, of, of what he can do and, and has done, um, I, I certainly think he's deserving. And he will be on my ballot this year. I, I, mm-hmm. I will vote for him. I will vote for him, yeah. um, but I don't. Jeez. But I don't believe we he's already getting know in. two of your choices. I'm inter. <laughs> two R's. Two R's. Okay. Two so, R's, but not uh, all the R's. If if not this year, what you're saying, probably not this year. You think maybe backdoor induction in a category. That would be the best case scenario. I, I, I think Todd has a difficult path here, though. Uh, though, though the fan voting is 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 interesting. Promising. Yeah. I mean, that certainly puts him in. Uh, I mean, that that's a good thing. It, it's not a bad mm-hmm. thing. And uh, that may influence some voters. But th- this ballot is stacked. It's mm-hmm. a good uh, ballot. Before, I can't stacked. believe how good the and, and ballot I, and is. I, and it's I, almost hard and, to and put I mean, together a class that's I disappointing. Yeah, I, I couldn't exactly. I mean, yeah. uh, even you know, if, if I went through here, I couldn't even I, I couldn't even eliminate any of these. I mean, I, I actually think that they are all deserving. All right. So my verdict is I obviously think I think Todd should get in and even just solo career. I mean, like, it's hard to d- divorce it from the production career. I think he will get in. I think he's getting in this year. Wow. Ooh. I think he will get do in you this think year. Name, do you think it's the based on the voting body? Um, do you think that my reasons were sound? I think he has... I just want to hear you say that. I think he obviously has name recognition, which really carries. Like, across the board, if you have name recognition, that will help you. I think also, he... We talked about he was the go-to producer. He's worked with a lot of people. People who are already in the hall have worked with him, like him, respect him. I think having friends like that in the industry mm-hmm. really helps. I also think he hits that category that tends to do really well when we look at the ballot and we look at who gets inducted. It's critical, darling. He is, but he is a classic rock artist yeah. from the 70s. I think it'll surprise me if that's the case. I but, think that um, will. I think that will help him. I don't. Uh, I don't think it's impossible. But I, I think that this ballot is is, is packed with with some mm-hmm. people that are kind of long overdue, and it might be the last chance. Yeah, I'm expecting Todd to get in this year, and if he doesn't, I think he'll keep showing up on the ballot until he does. I think he will do well enough in the vote with the voting body that they won't feel like they need to backdoor him because I think he will eventually get the votes for induction. So even though musical excellence might be the appropriate category, I just think he'll probably get voted in the normal way, which is, you know, less of a backhanded compliment. So let's say Rundgren gets inducted, though, this year. Who inducts him? Who gives the speech to induct Rundgren? I think... Uh, wow, that's a good... That's a really good question. Daryl Hall is a pretty... Ooh, that's yeah, a good fellow one. Fellow Philly or, 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 or Questlove, I mean, mm-hmm. could, could be... Um, who's associated with? with I think with Carol. Todd? I mean, I'm going to say Carol King's I, name one more time, I and mean, then I'm not going to say it again. You'd like Carol King but to I induct think Todd? Carol King could induct. Who isn't associated with Todd though? Is kind of the other question. Is like there's a, he's worked with. I mean, you could get fucking meatloaf, meatloaf up there. Yeah. I, I, w- I was just thinking the same thing. I mean, a meatloaf induction would be. Pretty interesting. Yeah, although, he gave a good speech. Although He's Meatloaf's a, never been considered for the Rock no, and Roll Hall so of yeah, Fame. he might not be too thrilled. Maybe with that they do like a dueling piano style set. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, he, he Todd's worked with so many people. I feel like Although, he does and, Meatloaf play his own piano? Does he I, do all that? I don't know. I don't know. You, I, usually he's just like running he's around. He's just operatically singing. Um, yeah, I feel he like... He was in the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Okay, we brought it all together. <laughs> uh, hey, look, I'm just... I'm Jay Kidden. Oh, my God. Yeah, so I, there's a lot of people that it, that it could be... Uh, it feels like he, he and Daryl Hall have worked together and seem to admire yeah, each other. Yeah, just, they just did something... Um, yeah, I think they, Todd was on his uh, Live from Daryl's House right. show from Hawaii not uh, not too long ago. And uh, that would make a lot of sense. That, that would be kind of interesting. I mean, my, my good friend Jonathan Wolfson manages Daryl and, and John and... Uh, I would say one thing, though. I, I, I don't know. You know, Daryl's kind of thorny and, and, and feisty. And, okay. Uh, Interesting. And uh, He might not play ball was, with the yes, hall. Yes. He, he, was, he was not too happy with the treatment of the whole hall experience. Oh, Ooh. interesting. Okay. Wow. Daryl in so? the hall. Uh, I, I, I just think that there was, I, I think that they made him jump through too many hoops it was yeah. like who you know who needs it so rundgren if rundgren's inducted usually they play three songs what's a good three song set for he Todd starts rundgren? with hello it's me because it it's, says it's a hello literal in the a name. greeting yeah you gotta do it hello I, it's me 
Todd Rundgren, I member the of light. the Rock and Roll Hall. I saw the light. I saw the, the light. It's pretty good. I Although, will I, say that I saw the light and Hello like to Me when, have a similar vibe. I like just one victory. Just okay, that's kind a, of a deep cut. It's just such an anthem. That's on uh, Wizard or True Star. Just one. That's victory. that's one that is is over my head. But uh, I, I love I love the. Deep he's cut played picks. that. He played. He's, he's he played plays that out live. He a plays lot. that. Yeah. From the first album, we got to get you a woman. Just seems like it, because it's from the first album. That's usually like a, a fun. Because I wonder about I saw the light because it's on Hello. It's on so, the same and album. It so has a very similar vibe to yeah. Hello, It's Me. So I think Do you think he good... plays Bang on the Drum? Maybe, just because it's like fun. <laughs> At the end, and maybe then that's the beach the jam. balls come out through the maybe, audience. Maybe and everybody's... that's the jam with all the And then there's a kiss cam in the audience, yeah. and we're getting, A buzzer beater, you know? someone does a slam dunk, breaks yeah. the backboard, shatters everywhere. It's great. Uh, I, I do think Bang the Drum it's fun, I and really it's do. a recognizable I one. I think you, you, then they throw the inflatable guitars into the audience. Everybody's keeping them bopping in the air. I think my, I think my. Is that where the t-shirt cannons? Yeah, come yeah. Out? and then the cannons come out. Yeah, yeah. the t-shirt the guns. Yeah. Let me hear you in the balcony. Uh, yeah. I, I, I'll tell you if this if this Rock and Roll Hall of Fame uh, induction ceremony does end with uh, with with bang the drum, that would be a, a mind blower. <laughs> It'd be very so fun. Cool. That would also, be a mind it would be really yeah. crazy to come back to this banging on their tables. Right. That's I mean, you got we'll be everybody there going nuts. Going nuts. Um, I, if I have to pick three, yeah, bang the drum, hello, it's me, and we got to get you a woman. I think, but you can you can have a lot of you can come up with a lot of good three hey, songs. If you guys have thoughts, you can let us know. Yeah, we're on Email Twitter. Email me at Jay Kidding. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> Uh, at Jay Kidding. Yeah. Yeah. Good Lord. At me. If anyone was Jay Kidding, those are literally my initials. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> no, you're too busy over there with JK. Joe K, Joe K. Get off my ass. All right. Uh, so I hope, you know, I, I think. Yeah, you should change your last name to <laughs> Kidding. That would be a better oh idea. Oh, my God. Well. I mean, do you have any vowels in that name yeah. or uh, what? Mm-hmm. It what they're they're in there. You got to dig for them. You got to find them. You got to find them. Got to dig for them. I've got I've got only one vowel, but it's three times. Three times. (laughs) It shows up a few times. Triple A J. Uh, So that's potentially what we're looking at with a Todd Rundgren induction. Wow, what a trip down memory lane. Hello, it's us. It's it's us in (laughs) the present day, twenty twenty one. Boy, that was back before we had to take shots or 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 wear masks. Yeah, we didn't. We had no idea. You could An really... absolutely simpler time. I think I was even there with you guys. Oh yeah, I? you that absolutely were. I R L in Eagle we used Rock. To, uh, yeah, in person recordings. Now we understand nobody has to leave their home, and so we do that. That's exciting. It means I can. I'm. I'm way less late. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love. I love Jillian Jacobs last night live was saying, "Oh, it's so nice to see three dimensional people again." And here we are, but we're back on the squares. Yes, yeah. we're it's Hollywood a, squares. Hollywood squares, I'm baby. Christian to block, please. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't be the first. Yes. I'm well, sure. Roy Todd's finally getting inducted, and that's exciting. You, I believe, so far are two for three. You've advocated for Rocky Music and Todd. We're still waiting on the New York Dolls, but I guess as a final note, is there anything you would like to plug? or say, or advocate for as we close out this episode? Well, my next big project will be to try to get suicide okay. on, a, on a nominating ballot. Now, that, 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 might be a, that might be a lifelong task. Yeah, what but... kind of mission would you call that, Roy? A suicide mission. Uh-huh. Okay, interesting. Okay. There you go. Well, I guess that makes sense then. Now yeah. it all makes sense. I, I love them. I, I, I think that they are groundbreaking but I guess if the dolls can't get in, I mean, suicide has probably yeah. you uh-huh. know, less, less of a chance I, of that. Yeah, but, some um, might say. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. But uh, Frankie Teardrop, we're all Frankies. That's all I can say. Uh, and Roy, where can people follow you and read your work online? Well, I am, you know, just Google me and uh, I write for Variety and I do some stuff for All Access and I'm out there all over the internet and uh, all over it. Always a pleasure to talk to you guys. Yes, Joe, Chris, absolutely. Keep the flames burning. 
we and, do our uh, best. Let's let's do this again when the next ballot comes, and uh, oh yes, and the one after that, and the one after that, and uh, <laughs> hopefully we'll be discussing. Uh, yeah. How Olivia Rodrigo, uh, you know, deserves to be in the lineup. Yep. As... Look out for that, everyone. Exactly. Uh, hang on That's to your hats. That's my prediction. That's my prediction for 2040. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it and that's a that's a tray can take that's yeah it. yeah i don't think she'll be eligible by then um guys <laughs> so our listeners know they can follow us at rock hall pod on twitter and instagram rock at gmail.com is the email if you want Kristen to see the message you send us you need to designate that somewhere in there otherwise i'm not going to forward it and she doesn't want to read it subscribe to us on apple Podcasts. hey rate and review us why don't you uh it's really nice if we get a big fat juicy five-star rating uh anything less uh don't don't bother uh that does not help us if you want to do a very kind thing a gesture for us that we would really appreciate five stars and then write a little review doesn't even really need to be anything particularly thoughtful uh but if you put that in there it just helps us out and it helps us to grow also don't forget uh we put something at the top but we are doing a live show in cleveland at the frolic cabaret space at hilarity's comedy club October 29th, that's the Friday, the day before, Induction Eve. It's our big live pod record event for the induction, so that's going to be really cool. Um, thank you to Mike Lloyd for the logo. Thank you to Yusuke Kim for the music. Thank you to Pantheon Podcast for hosting us. I'm Joe Gozala. I'm Kristen Studdard. And who cares about the Rock Hall? It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.